0: we are amuna with our future with soul welcome everybody a weekly class of amuna is our future focus the focus in that's the, uh, the challenge of a generation like ours the focus everything going on around us all the noise and action this year in the fiscal calendar 2020 started off with a lot of action so that's even more reason to focus in and show Pei in the Jewish calendar. Wow, what a time already. So we're already in the second Parsha, Parsha Severeira. We're talking about the seven plagues and this beautiful connection between Moshe Rabbeinu, the Jewish people and Hashem, our creator. And that's one of the foundations with Amuna is our future to tune in to that intrinsic Amuna. And that is a very big part of everything we are doing here, everything, everything is about Amunah and our soul, our souls, how to really tune in the influence on our soul in daily life in a practical, real, spiritual and obviously once again based on the teachings of Rav Sholem Arush. We are sitting in his beautiful institute Chut Shul Chesed, with a lot of appreciation we thank Ravorish for allowing this to take place, this platform, and creating such an awareness of Amuna. We hope Amuna Tour 2020 will have some announcements as the year is slowly taking off after last year's wonderful tour, Amuna Tour 2019. This year already we have some big interests from in South Africa. South Africa is somewhere I personally would love to visit my soulmate is from there originally cape town and I'd love to go to joburg cape town and any other place there that's welcoming and it's once again up to you guys we already have some interest and we'll speak about it more once it's confirmed and then we have uk potentially still being discussed and a trip big news I've never been there and this is a whole other side of the world india and that's something which, you know, like, let's see if that comes together. And another place I'm going to tour 2020 is North America already, but Atlanta. Atlanta we haven't been to, as far as I know, for many years. Personally, I've never been there to Atlanta. I'd love to visit. And you're keeping in touch, getting in contact. The information's below. And the ones who are in touch, keep being in touch. And we Appreciate your invite. Looking to be October, November time, as we did last year, that kind of time of year, with Toronto beginning the tour, and possibly Atlanta, isn't that exciting, and some other new places. Let's see how it all develops. Um, Los Angeles, and New York's already reached out again. And we're looking forward, you know. It's exciting potential for MUNA Tour 2020 with Shalom Morris. she should be well. And please God will go together with all our other wonderful teachers here. Now what is the other big news is tomorrow night, we're recording this live, but for people who are watching it online after it's edited and everything else, it might be out the next day or two. So that will be Wednesday night, the 22nd of February. Rabbi Yonatan Galad, Rabbi Rabbi Galad, Yonatan Galad is speaking in English for the first time in Israel and uh, Tel Aviv inspired or the other way around inspired Tel Aviv. We want to inspire Tel Aviv with the organization inspired Tel Aviv together with Rabbi Yonatan, please tune in to all our channels and platforms, please God will try be there. Hopefully with the weather allowing and all the traffic with Prince Charles coming to town and Putin and the Holocaust Memorial and everything kicking off, we'll hopefully make it there from Jerusalem to Tel Aviv tomorrow night without too much of a hitch. And it should be hopefully going alive around 9 p.m. Israel time. Let's hope that works out. Okay, that's exciting. Yes, that's exciting news for Muna Tour 2020. And we hope that's just the beginning for Rabbi Yonatan because we are putting up now and pushing out there the eighth class of his Amuna series, of Universal Garden of Amunna. And it's a tremendous uh, opportunity. We also want to thank Rav. Yes, Rav Dayan, he's a Dayan, his name is not Dayan, he is a judge, a Jewish judge, Rav Dayan, the Dayan, Elgrad, his name is Rabbi Elgrad, but it's Rav Dayan Elgrad, that's how we're putting it out there, so you just give the proper respect as a Dayan, and we want to thank him, his daily Halakha classes, very, very important, giving us a lot of clarity, and we'd also like to do a Muna tour with him, and also we have here, we're here together, Amun is our future, and we're discussing Please God, with many guests, and um, not just on the the physical level, not just like Gidalia Fence and all these wonderful people, we're talking about souls of visiting, souls. We have the guests, the spiritual guests, and that's today's class, and this week's class is trying to get a little bit more into our soul, and how it can be your point of reference for our practical daily life. So let's start. Let's first understand a very deep concept that the Balatanya, it's his yacht site today, the 24th of Tavis, and it also happens to be Rabdesla and Hashem I'm named after Rabbi Desla, Eli O'Eliezer Desla. I'm named after him. Very holy person, a very deep thinker, and someone who was meritorious to have, they say, after his deep, deep class, yeah, from Rabdesla, uh, from the Balatanya. He used to give a class on a weekly level in. Gateshead, and um, something which I'm sure was very deep in the Tanya, and the Balatanya himself would come visit Rabdesla on a nightly level to discuss the learnings. His soul would come, the Neshama Rabbi De- of, uh, sorry not Rabbi Desla, would come to Rabdesla from the Balatanya, of, of Shneer Zalman of Liadi. Shneer Zalman of Liadi would visit Rabbi Desla and inspire and clarify these deep teachings. So we're going to go a little bit into that since it's today, it's the Yotsai, special day, we're going to go a little bit into what is this soul experience. When you learn Torah, we see from the beautiful picture we posted together with this video, we see this connection to Torah, that that really has to be where all these spiritual understandings have to come from, that's the source. It's in the Talmud, in the Zohar, in the Tanya, in the Rabbi Nachman Svarim, and all the other beautiful Svarim, the Garden of the series. It all has to be sourced. Everything has a place, and this concept of the soul visiting a person is very, very deep. And it's a little bit beyond this like twenty minute or so slot to really get into explaining how there's different levels of the soul and technically breaking everything down that's, thank God, been done very thoroughly by the Tanya, and you can go to Tanya Shirim or some deep breaths of rabbis who have time and listeners for hours of Shirim, like Rabbi Maimon and all these kind of wonderful time that we have in the world now what I'm gonna do just in short is just give you a little bit of a journey like personally like I feel that I've had those moments in my little journey in this world where souls have come on you know on a, on a mystical level but also on a practical level and assisted me because it's a little bit unexplainable that someone who grew up in North London and wasn't at all affiliated to Judaism other than a little, little, little bit of tradition. I mean, I had wonderful parents, wonderful family around me and a community, but I didn't have the foundations of Judaism of what Torah mitzvahs is. I didn't have that. And to be able to have an experience where suddenly I was able to do mitzvahs in a very you know, spiritual setting and hopefully achieve some amazing results on a high level not that I was on a high level, but just the way it worked out, like the experience of learning in the wee hours of the morning and the wee hours of the night and being connected to holy, righteous people that have been doing this their whole life. And suddenly I come in after, you know, being involved with nightclubs and, you know, like crazy things in the world and watching hours and hours and hours of TV and movies and all these other things, you have to list everything I've done, but like this, you know, just a general secular experience, you know, for most young kids and nowadays it's like compounded by the phones and connection to the whole world on a daily level through the internet through like crazy apps like TikTok, and it's like constant compounding of distraction and information and, and all kinds of sensations and whoa. yeah so we all know that that's what's going on even more now so that was my upbringing and then suddenly i could sit with righteous people and and be able to learn torah for hours and experience new awareness and awakenings, like, I, like this Shabbos, I was by um, Nakhla'ot, it's so a part of Yushalayim, Jerusalem, and as part of my like unity-inspired concepts and focus, I felt like I, I witnessed such an an aliyah from a friend of mine, Alex Clare, he's a famous musician, to see him run his shul, he has a shul there, and run the whole Shabbos with, with davening and learning, and to watch a guy who came from the music business as well, like even more intense, and and yet he's able to like be so spiritual and so clear in his davening and his learning and the way he leads the davening and learning. He gives over beautiful stories. He even spoke about, you know, things that, you know, like I was like, wow, this is like amazing. Like he's speaking about such a deep masad, such a deep understanding of of spirituality, like in in um, this concept that we're talking about now he was he told a story from the Baal Shem Tov, and you know, you start to understand that you know people can come from, including myself, and I'll talk to myself now, like from so far, and yet be able to enter into realms of mitzvahs and spirituality that shouldn't like on a realistic level work out. I mean, yeah, we have a soul and Hashem can do anything, we believe in our soul, but to have it, you know, manifest like right, in real changes like we spoke about this whole idea of Balit Tshuva and guiding Balit Tshuva, Like how can it be that this reality exists that someone who was you know in the in the army and he was wasn't even religious at all, like Shalomorish and he went to university and all this and that. And then suddenly as you read in the Garden of Muna book, like in the universal Garden of Muna book, he suddenly becomes this holy righteous spiritual leader for our generation and is someone who people turn to in thousands and able to have you know experience his holiness and it it's like such a transformation from this to that fine it's been over years but still like it's such a unbelievable switch of of focus and 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 really the truth we said before, that really a person ultimately is elevating everything from before. So his whole unified experience is picking up everything he went through there. Now those stories are inspiring and now those that journey there, that music, that experience, that, that teaching that he learned in that um, other lifestyle can now be lifted up. And all those experiences lifted up and all those places and all that food and drink and and all the people he was with. Everything can really be elevated and that's something which once again is a soulful thing like how does it Happen, so this can be simply answered in a very deep way that the Balatanya explains There's a concept called Ibunishama Neshama that nishamas come and help you Righteous nishamas, they've already got their ticket. They're fine. Those nishamas, those righteous souls They don't need Souls and nishamas one thing just so you make sure you understand that they don't need they don't need to fix anymore, they don't need this Tikkun olam anymore, they already already become the level of and Gamorim, of completely righteous people, they've done their, their mission in this world, let's say, but they're here now, it's coming down to us on certain levels, when we learn the Torah, we do mitzvahs, and we're involved with the power of the soul, and we're empowering our soul through Torah mitzvahs, they come and assist us, so then someone like me, can be sitting at a Gemara, and I'm like, I don't know, Aramaic, you know, this is a struggle, but Shiva goes to, I don't know how to, you know, translate the words even, or even then, even if I understand how to translate, start to understand Aramaic, and I'm using an art school, this and that, different ways to help you, or you're breaking your head on it, whatever it is, and you're trying to understand, what does this mean, or you're just trying to pray for Masidah, and you don't even say the words right. Was, I mean, Alex Clare, his dicta, the way he starving the Shabbos, was amazing. But this, this was like, for me personally, it's such a struggle, and I'm sure many Balochuva go through this, like how to really understand, you know, Shirim and Yiddish. Like, I have speak, a lot of sadiqim righteous people in this generation. You go to their, you know, special Tishim and Shuls, and they're speaking in Yiddish, and you want to understand it. So, like, how are you going to, so thank God, personally, after years and years, suddenly the Yiddish starts to make sense. suddenly the Gemara opens up. And you start to understand the Gemara, like we're on the Daf Yomi, this happens to be my third cycle, so we're going around again, Shas, and it starts to open up, and I'm learning with my son, and start to see, wow, I can like, you know, take this journey to the next level. And same with prayer service, same with Berkus and, and same with Shabbos, you start to get new ideas, just by being part of a Shabbos experience, you know, like I was with all kinds of Jews at Shabbos in Nachalot, very like mixed environment in a good way, and, you get this opportunity to just enter into the oneness of the Jewish soul and realize that you're getting help from somewhere. It's coming. So this is the answer that the Balatanya was hinting at in his holy say for the Tanya and on his Yotzai, well, you know, in his merit, we will try to understand it a little bit. The souls are assisting us. You know, Rabbi Nachman, you know, was someone who constantly was working on his holy, holy level with souls, you know, with, with holy, holy souls. He was, he was, he was bringing them to him somehow. You know, not that we understand these concepts. And every night he was busy with masakins, and shamas and souls. That's one of the reasons why he's buried in Uman. Why is it Rebbe buried in Uman? Because he's fixing up the twenty thousand martyrs or more that were buried in that graveyard in Uman, and he chose to be part of that place and and to to elevate all those souls. Or they chose him. You know, what do we understand of these concepts? But the idea is that he was busy with souls. The tzaddikim are meritorious to connect with souls in this world and for us like we don't even know that it's happening but you know there is like movies and things out there we should you know break this you know like a little bit of focus on dibuk, this this concept that, you know there is a reality of that and our rabbis talk about it um generally that's a negative experience like a soul that's a little bit like deranged and how it expresses itself there's some ticker of like Shmur Seloshan or some sort of, you know, something that was wrong with the mouth and it comes into these people and takes over the body and starts making, you know, wild sounds and crazy things and freaking people out. You know, there's movies about this, that and, you know, Swan talk about it and there are people who've removed the book and this idea book is this idea is connect, a soul, a soul connects, a lost soul that was roaming the world. So there are, and there even movies recently about how there's some souls who come to people in the world generally and are helping them. Fix certain things up, and they're aware that something took over them, but they, they don't really understand it. And there's all these concepts are going around and around. So, why am I talking about it? You know, w- once again, my, my wife did say, like, you don't, you know, you, this is a deep subject, you have to be careful. But, you know, I'm saying this as a disclaimer, I don't really know and understand this concept truly, but I do know that all of us are being influenced on a soul level by these righteous souls who are coming and assisting us. So, when we do. The mitzvah of Abba ava'em, we honor our parents, as it says in a famous ma'asam from siddiqim I think it was brought by, down by the Yiddish The one time he was, the Yiddish was able to see in a Gemara shir that, you know, that there was a, st- a student there, and he suddenly um, went out, and he went off to do, and he had to do something for his family, and he did the mitzvah, helped his mother with the trash, or whatever it was, she was a Yusoma, she didn't I mean, she was a divorcee, or a almana or something like that. She didn't have her husband to help her, so he went out, you know, on a fixed basis to go help her with something, and then came back. The rabbi, the other college, was sitting there trying to understand the Gemara, didn't understand it, came the soul of a buyer into his mind and enlightened his mind. There was a buyer also was, a, was an orphan, didn't have a father and mother at all, and that's one of the, the Rashivas of his name, didn't have this. And he's this this uh Heliger rabbi from the Gemara, Ramora, came to the Yiddakodish and enlightened him so he'd understand the text. And he saw that where did this soul suddenly come into the room? In the merit of this boy who went out to go honor his mother in a way that nobody else could, and then enlighten him to understand the Gemara, the Talmud. So this is the kind of stories that, you know, that Siddiquim would experience on a daily level, that souls would come, righteous souls, and give them the strength, give them the power to become more spiritual and enlivened in this world. And how does this relate now? Right now we're in the pasture of Vayera. So there's these seven plagues coming into the world and smashing all the different clippers, all these different... Forces, these these external forces controlling the souls of the world, of the Egyptian Empire and the world at that time, and 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 all these these slave masters that were inflicting the Jewish people, these distractions and craziness, inflicting the Jewish people and the world from being less spiritual and less inspired. It came these seven plagues and slowly, slowly undid these messed up seven sayings of creation and purified them and clean them. And just like it was a hit to the to the Egyptians, it was a purification of the Jewish people. Each one was a refu, as it says in the Gemara, was a healing. And that power comes in. There's forces, Hashem's giving into the world to assist us, to spiritualize ourselves. And they have seven points of reference. One way we know, obviously, is the seven commandments of the Ultimate Ten Commandments, which is manifest through the Ten Plagues, which we'll finish off next week and we'll talk more about in the coming weeks of this Shoghavi time period. But the concept of these forces coming to help us become who we truly are, that basically we're getting divine assistance. That's what I'm trying to say. We have a soul and there's divine assistance. It can come through plagues hitting the world and undoing our connection in a negative way to the world so we become more free, more soulful or it can come through righteous Sadiqim who come and assist us or it can come through us just wanting so much, like Ravorosh talks about, wanting in his new book in the in the Or Kaddish, in the New Light wanting so much to be connected to Hashem this roots this will and this divine will then it arouses the divine will above and right now we see a lot of divine will above, there's just so much rain pouring on this country Baruch Hashem, You know, it's just pouring and pouring and the weather conditions and uh, you know, we, we can get like a little bit like I'm feeling a bit crusty, you know, I'm healthy, thank God. I'm out of healing, but at the same time like it's like pounding on me. And I don't have a car personally for whatever reason. I just prefer to walk and I like the exercise and the and the freedom of going and, and learning on the way and, and all the different things I can do, network. And then we have this intense weather going on in this winter suddenly in the Holy Land. But it's really divine blessing. It's really a lot of brocha for this land. It's bringing so much shepha. And we have to look at things with a more soulful outlook. That's understanding that we're essentially, this is the point, the real point of this whole class. That's why you have to really listen to the whole thing. That essentially we are souls. And all these different forces from Hashem, from oneness. Remember, all comes from one. Never get fixated on these seven divine emanations. But remember that all those divine emanations are one. Simply, everything is, is oneness, and that's a Shema Yisrael, Hashem Lechein, shemachad. Those six words are connected to Shema Yisrael as the first two Pashas of Shorubim. Shema is last week, Hashem heard our screaming, and Yisrael, we're becoming a nation. We're becoming the soul of Yisrael. And then, as we go through these next six parshas, the six words of Shema are manifest. It's a deep concept. I thought of it myself. I think it's MS. And uh, Siddiquim explained the the Shema is connected to these ideas with those 42 words. There's deep ideas. But the point is that without going too Kabbalistic, we are sitting in... Yushalayim, we're sitting in the generation before Mashiach comes. We have the power to be soulful. We have the power to reveal Yisrael, to reveal that we have a soul. Yeshit Shimub Sul the Torah. We have a soul that there's six hundred thousand letters in the Torah, which is connected. Each one has a connection to the Torah. And in order to learn Torah, we're gonna to have to honor the people in front of us. Like me and you are not gonna like understand each other unless there's some sort of respect. You know, like I said last week, like you have to give feedback, but it has to be done respectfully. Like, that in order to understand something, there has to be a basic level of respect. Communication in our generation needs to be a respect. People need to have much more forums of respect, and that will allow the real communication of the soul to come out. So then all these issues that we're seeing politically going on, all this impeachment crazy stuff and all this stuff going down out there in the world without getting into specifics it's all a lack of communication from the soul it's all about agendas and non-spiritual reasons for this i need money i have desires i have i want this i want that you're in my way nothing to do with the soul if we're one people and one world one love and that's the true reality that tanya talks about so much in his safer and this idea that we have one soul we're all really interconnected and it's silly if we hurt someone else, we're just hurting ourselves. It makes no sense to block someone else off from communicating because we're one. We have to amplify. As we have to have, have these seven aspects that I talked about. I spoke about in the seven habits and the eight, ten habits I spoke about back in the summer months. These these amazing ideas of working together with people, having mission statement, win-win, and having empathy and listening to people. All these like concepts that are really hidden within the the, the ten commandments and these seven plagues are undoing the false form of that, the clippers that hide the soul. That's what we have to understand, and when we're talking to people often, and this is very deep, but when you're talking to people, we'll end off on this, because it's been quite a long class, quite a deep class, but we're ending off like with this concept, with a monitor, that when we go out and meet people, when Ramboesh is talking to someone, He's not just talking to like you know Bob and you know he's John. He's Rav Shana Morris, who's who's worked and her, tuned into the soul. So he's talking to another soul. For me, that was my biggest advice when I was midnight rabbi, out all night in the streets. The rabbis used to tell me the only really way you can help a person is by tuning into the soul level. You can't really help a person physically because then then you're communicating on a very like blocked, like surface level. They might not be conscious, and then or they're not communicating from the soul level they're not communicating from even emotionally healthy place so then like they like as a uh, you know eckhart Tolle talks about like pain bodies they're like putting out a lot of pain and negativity god forbid like that was big time in egypt everyone was getting beaten and like you see in the workforce everyone's like competing and you know it's a very like mitzvah egypt experience and like sunny like you know the political world as well everyone's like beating on each other and blasting and you know breaking news and everything you know but it's all like very not soulful not sensitive not gentle not loving and that's like that's like part of the problem that we're not communicating from a soulful place we're not learning how to tune into our soul and once again we're not tuning into these souls not these deep books these like negative forces the the souls of Siddiquim are helping us the souls of Ibo Neshama there's a birth place going on all the time to fix up different levels of souls going on on a daily level in our life on a practical way to help assist us that's the point that we have the kayak to do we have the strength the ability to be a spiritual nation and to do our purpose in the world and that with that we end everyone has that power and there's all kinds of ways that are assisting us we're part of Yisrael we're part of that oneness we're part of the ultimate souls of all the righteous people of all the generation they're assisting us they're praying for us it's not just like right this moment a small little experience of my little life and my little problems. There's a massive world of of spirituality going on every moment, and that's what the Balatanya opened up the world to this massive spiritual reality. And the and Rabbi Nachman opened up the power of every soul, and the Azamalakai Baodi, and many other things. And Ravarish has honed it in into a Muna that you can by speaking to Hashem and and bringing it out on a daily level. This is the power of our soul. This is the power of our generation. We should have a beautiful week. Thanks for being patient in this quite long class. Please go next. We will keep it more contained and and. Specific, but I just welcome you again to Rabbi Jonathan's class tomorrow night. And if it's already, you know, this video is posted, another time be Wednesday, the 22nd. You can tune in. It will be online. Please go on to some level, definitely the audio. Please go. And hopefully, some on live, live feed if where they're allowing and internet allowing, we'll put it out there. And please go. Keep following all our series and Amuna is our future tour host. Be involved, partner. Thank you for listening. Have a beautiful week. Enjoy being alive. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy your soul. Lovely listening and lovely to be here.